0: Welcome to It Is What It Is, the podcast, with me, Danielle Bridge. On our show, we catch up with guests to talk about all sorts of things, including our job, mental health, relationships, and basically everything that we humans experience as we navigate through life. Today, Anne Hawkins and I talk about the power of finding your tribe in business. We discuss the model of business networking and how the pandemic spawned a new way of supporting one another. Hello and welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, the podcast with me, Danielle Bridge. Today, my guest is Anne Hawkins, who is a business advisor and mentor, and our conversation today is around human connection within networking. As a business owner, I have done my fair share of networking over the years, and I have built some fantastic... Relationships and connections with people uh, whilst networking. I've also been to some networking which didn't quite work out that way. But um, I think with everything in life, you know, you've got to pick and choose the things that work for you and find your way. So, welcome, Anne. Thank you so much for coming onto the show today thanks for inviting me it's um it's a fascinating series you've got going here yeah thank you we're, we're just having conversations about life and things that we we end up doing right so um yeah and it's always comes back to that whole human connection so thank you so much yeah. i think the first question that i would like to ask is your backstory so tell us a little bit about your work now and how you came to be within this sector well,
1: it's quite a long story because as you can, if you could see me, you would know that I've been around a long time. Um, so my, my career started back in the 80s um, when uh, Equal Opportunities, the Race Relations Act and all of that kind of stuff was just coming into, into British industry. Uh, and it was my job to implement a lot of the, that new leg, legislation. Okay. Um, so I was in a fairly um, volatile situation in the printing industry. Um, with five trade unions and all kinds of things like that going on so a bit of a baptism of fire as a young woman coming into all of that stuff Um, and then the business was taken over by a chap called uh, Rupert Murdoch um, uh, uh, who um, some of you may know who stole my pension and that of many other people Um, and I decided I didn't want to work for such a man and, and set, set up my own business with with no knowledge at all of how to do such a thing, Fantastic. as so many people do. Brilliant. Um, this was before the internet, and so um, it, life was a lot simpler in many, many ways. Uh, and I set up a business really uh, introducing trainers to companies that wanted ex, you know, external trainers to come in and do things uh that was was pretty successful and ended up selling it um and then everything went digital and um and business suddenly took on a whole new meaning um and and like you i became aware of this business of networking uh how business owners um found new business and And again, like you, discovered that a lot of it didn't chime very well with me at all um, and the things, the way I wanted to work. And so, as a lot of people say, you know, if you can't find what you want, do it yourself. Do it yourself, absolutely. Uh, So cutting a a much longer story, a bit shorter, um, that's what I ended up doing and that's what I'm doing now. So it's combining business networking with the support that business owners need. Um, mm. Because, because some, somebody just said to me yesterday, I'm only just finding out what I don't know. <laughs> that makes total sense. <laughs> you only know I what mean, you know, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, they're very, very talented, very, very capable of doing what they do, but, but have never learnt how to run a business.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so don't know about pricing and all of that kind of thing. It's so, interesting.
0: So, go on. Yeah, sorry, go on.
1: I was just going to say, so what we do now is is put people together who can help each other um, and and fill in all those gaps because, you know, we can't all be good at everything, but most of us are good at something. And when you put all those things together, um, you know, it helps everybody. It's a win-win, you know, it helps everybody
0: to have a stronger business. So and c- you have to excuse my, my ignorance because whenever I think about networking, and this is, you know, why well, it's great to have you on – Whenever I think about networking, and I've been on a number of networking opportunities, I remember my first was with uh, the wonderful WIBN. As a woman business owner, I was lonely. I was on my own, and I wanted some, some, some other people to kind of be around. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, the, the lunches were awesome. But that's what I went there for, not necessarily within with an idea of having an opportunity to sell my wares. I run a very specific um, business where not a lot of people in those rooms are going to necessarily need my skills and services. But I went there for the camaraderie and I went there for the connection. And that's Mm. what I got. Whereas what you're talking about excuse me if I'm wrong please please correct me is it connecting people with the skills it is that they need that might be missing in their business because if that's the case that's an amazing kind of uh, different situation if you like from from traditional networking
1: it is the latter but it's also everything else that you mentioned mm because everything starts with the human connection. If somebody doesn't like somebody, it doesn't matter how much skill they've got, how much knowledge they've got, they're not going to they're not, not going to listen uh, <laughs> and they're certainly not going to buy from them. Um so that human connection is absolutely vital. And and we make a big deal of that and and that support, you know, the fact that uh you know last March when uh, everything just erupted and you know I had I had 20, 30, 40 people on a call saying, What do we do? Mm. You know, we didn't, we, nobody knew whether their business was going to survive or not. But the fact that they were all there together in the same boat. Um, was the main thing, uh, and they were all helping each other. Nobody really knew what was going to go, what, what was going to happen, but they were all helping each other just by being there. Absolutely. And even now, you know, we, we had back then we had daily calls, now we've got weekly calls. And this morning we had a call with, um, with 12, 14 people, and we were just laughing. There was no agenda. <laughs> um, you know, people, we were talking about talking to strangers, you know, that you see in the street. Um, about how some people talk to machines. They say, thank you if a machine (laughs) gives them a ticket or something. Um, You know, we talked about so many daft things and it didn't matter. But what it did do was, was let those people connect with each other through
0: things that they had in common. Yeah. Um, and that's the power that's the power it does go back to human connection so I remember coming you might not re- remember me but I remember coming on to a um on one of your networking meetings that was held at the bridge the old bridge in Huntington mm-hmm. yeah and I thought again it was a really unique experience and what I found fascinating was the bit at the end where you had somebody who was part of the network talking about their story and storytelling because I'd never seen that before. You know, people stand up and they pitch their wares. That's what you do at networking. You sell, <laughs> sell, sell, sell. And this this wasn't. And I had a notebook. And I remember having a notebook and writing notes about something that actually made sense to me as a business owner. I thought, like, oh, this is quite fascinating. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And I think it was really well pitched to have other people talking about their own experiences. Because, again, that can connect us with mm-hmm. one another. How did that concept come about? Was it because of the fact that that was lacking in networking? And in net, traditional networking or was that always part of the agenda I, I think
1: um, it's taken me a while to figure this out as to as to how I came to to be doing this kind of thing or interested in this kind of thing and I think it comes back to the fact that I am um, a real introvert and whenever possible I take the spotlight off of me and put it on somebody else <laughs> so standing up and giving a 60 second pitch to me is hell yes yes And I can see that it is for a lot of other people as well. But when you get talking to people and you you find out all the fascinating things that make them who they are, you know, all of life's experiences that go into making them a really interesting person that is so much more than their business,
0: yeah.
1: then they're the people you want to spend time with. Yeah, even actually you know,
0: that's interesting because even with the traditional um, networking, that sixty seconds, like you said, many a time I you know butterflies in my stomach, feeling a bit sick to do it, even though you've done it, you do it every week and standing up there and doing it again. It wasn't those moments that that built connection. It was the one-to-ones that you had afterwards. It was the meeting up with somebody else at a different time that did the work, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, And I think the other interesting thing about that is if you study sales at all, um, a, a lot of small business people don't like selling.
0: Mm.
1: You know, they they've got this fear of appearing pushy and all of that kind of stuff. But if you but everybody has to sell. You know, if if there isn't a sale, there's no business. Yeah. So so if you if you study the really good salespeople, what they do is they find the connection. You know, they research. They find out when somebody's birthday is, what football team they support, what kind of music they like, if they've got a dog. And that's how they make the connection. You know, that that something they have in common establishes the rapport that will then go on to start a sales conversation. But Mm. if there's no connection first, the the sale, it it, it does become a pushy thing um, because it's about the product or the service. And it's not about what people need.
0: Mm. Um, So when you talk about like networking in business so for example I'm now in a position luckily within my business in terms of growth where I am not at the forefront of of networking or or kind of anything like that when you are a sole trader and you are alone going out and finding those connections can also be quite um advantageous in terms of um perhaps budding up with somebody or offering something different you know joining forces is that something you see happen in your networks
1: Yes, a lot. Um, but unlike a lot of networks, we don't have any exclusive spots. Okay. So, you know, we've got half a dozen photographers, um, you know, a, a dozen or more graphic designers, website designers, um, four or five accountants, all of that kind of thing. And, and, and what happens with, with them is that they do, um, you know, they team up, they, they, they have collaborations, they mm. learn from each other. Um, You know, they have conversations about, well, what kind of software do you use for this and what worked for that? And they openly share information because they they truly, truly believe that there is no lack of business. Yes,
0: there's enough. So there's enough
1: business for everybody. And if we all make each other stronger, we can all go out there and help each other to get more business. So instead of saying, I want the bigger slice of this little pie, what we do is say, let's build a bigger pie. Mm. um you know so there's more going around for everybody
0: that's a fantastic outlook really 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 good and actually i suppose you get bigger buying power as well sometimes with yes. that as well right mm. yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. yeah yeah so you mentioned a few of the sectors that you touch you know that you have as part of your network so uh sole traders like photographers etc etc who else is is attracted to your kind of networking what other organisations what types of businesses
1: Pretty much anybody. Um, you know, we, we've got a guy who's just uh, joined, who's been in business for fifteen years, and he's a brand strategist. So he does lots of analysis of you know the perception of a brand, and you know his quantitative and qualitative Data, research yes. yeah. and all of that kind of <laughs> stuff. So really experienced in his field, um, and. And then we've got someone who started a business uh, with a, he's a wine concierge and he started it during furlough um, works for a wine company but had this thing about you know helping people to collect wine wow. so very very different you know the whole spectrum there's 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 no there's no real niche or saying you know it's for a specific type of person Mm. um it's for anybody who wants to be with other business owners and learn from them um share with them um and uh,
0: and most but mostly have fun Mm. and you mentioned earlier on about pivoting during covid because obviously the, the conversations we've been having throughout that time and as we Although I don't know how you feel about it, but as we exit it, but potentially go back in, oh, I'm not having those comments out. Don't really <laughs> want to know. Um, what kind of thing has your organisation, Drive the Network, done to be able to support those businesses that perhaps wasn't in place prior to COVID?
1: Um, what what we what we've done is, as, as I said earlier, we ha- we started out having daily calls just because everybody was so worried. Um, so I I set up, you know, Zoom calls that anybody could join in and just talk about what was on their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of that we discovered that that quite a lot of businesses were probably going to be okay. Um, you know, small, small service businesses that are, are supplying other B2B stuff. So so that was good. Um, and then there were a few that um that it was quite obvious, you know, now that people were working from home instead of offices, that, that they were going to have to change. Mm. Uh, but because we were having conversations and people had, you know, people come to a business, to their own business, having had other experiences of life and mm. other businesses. Mm. So there's a huge amount of experience out there, a huge amount of expertise um and just bringing bringing that together you know we were able to help um help lots of people and just thinking of one going back to to the wine trade there was there was a chap who was doing wine tasting that was his business you know with gift vouchers and all of that kind of stuff but relied on people coming to a hotel um you know actually tasting the wine and and he was you know i can't do this my business is finished it's gone Mm -hmm. And then uh, we came up with the idea that he could actually send the wine out to people and have Zoom calls, Ooh. and within oh, a very short space of time, he was having Zoom calls with wine growers in different parts of the world, wow. using Google Maps to show people where the where the grapes were grown. And his business has expanded exponentially because he's now not limited to a a room in a hotel in one town where people can come and
0: taste wine. That's fascinating. It was wonderful. um, It sounds amazing. And again, just the power of... Ideas and sharing that within your network and coming up with a plan that saved and grew his business. That's fantastic. And actually, when we were talking about the pandemic, there's an awful lot of organisations that pivoted and went on online. My husband and I and my children uh, had burgers that were kind of put in a pack that you get through the through the door, and then you watch a video and you you know you end up cooking it the, the same way they they do, although not as calmly as you could probably. <laughs> and it was a fantastic thing that a lot of businesses had to do Mm. to survive and actually some of them have continued with with that because Mm. you know, it it proved to be really profitable for some of them You're listening to It Is What It Is, the podcast We hope you're enjoying this episode as we strive to bring you interesting conversations about the things that really matter If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe but for now, let's get back to that conversation You mentioned in Drive um, about And it is something that we talked about in in terms of uh, pre-work before this talk, which I really wanted to touch upon. Um, As I run a mental health first aid training company, we do an awful lot of strategy within organisations about well-being. And I have never thought of a network running initiatives in the same way that a business would do for its employees so you talk about something about your weekly water cooler and your ed talks can you tell us a little bit more about that because it's it's really interesting uh, stance on networking
1: yeah Okay, so we, we, we do have weekly meetings that are very business-focused, so that, so they're business brainstorming, where someone comes along and says, you know, this is my business, this is what I'm stuck on, I'd really like, you know, the group to help me overcome this issue or problem or give me some ideas. So that's the kind of business-focused one. But um, we have a half-hour call every week, which is a water cooler, so that there's no agenda um, and this, this morning we talked about Zoom disasters. You know, people people going to the toilet in the middle of a Zoom call, um, people standing up and just having their underpants on. Um, we talked we talked about all sorts of daft things and just had a laugh. Um, so so that's that's part of what goes on. But the other really big thing we have is um, we have some very, very uh, experienced coaches. Mm. And during uh, the pandemic, they put together a whole load of resources um, that, that people can access free of charge. Anybody, they don't have to be members of Drive. Um, so they are little videos, there are power cards, they are all kinds of different things. Um, and we always, always say that the most people have to do the most important things before the most urgent things. So working to a to-do list is not a good idea Mm. because the the important things never get done. Yes,
0: I'm so glad you said that. Did you hear that? If you're listening to this, I am validated (laughs) Uh, because I'm always being told off for not writing lists. And my team loves, actually, Caroline, if you're listening to this, she loves a list and she loves ticking it off and it really does work for her. But I almost feel to rebel against them and oh no, that's a really yeah. weird thing to do yeah. so please yeah. repeat what you just said. okay <laughs> yeah, that's great so, so it, you know the most important
1: things in our lives are our families and friends um but even more important than that is our own well-being because if we're not looking after ourselves it means someone else has to everything starts with us looking after ourselves otherwise you become a burden. Mm -hmm. So so that has to be the most important thing. And the reason that most people go into business for themselves is to have that choice, to have that freedom, Mm -hmm. not to be, you know, nine to five with a long commute, working with people you don't like. They don't want that. And then what happens is they turn into the worst boss they ever had. Mm -hmm because they get this guilt thing you know I have to be doing this I must be working all the time and doing this and do it. and it's madness mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we're constantly saying to people slow down take a breath do what's right for you make sure you're strong you're well you're fit and then you can get on with helping other people Fantastic. which could be your clients or whatever um so um on Monday, one of one of our group said that um, she's she's a, a, a garden designer, and often has to go out and you know to, to clients, and so has a van, mm-hmm. and her van had blown up over the weekend. So there was a panic, and everyone who spoke to her said, "Make sure you're okay first. That's it. You know, don't just dive headlong into into trying to catch up and do this and do that." take a moment, make
0: sure you're okay, and then you can go and look after your business. I love that. And it goes against what kind of narrative, I suppose, is out there at the moment, which is push, 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 you know, be Mm. as productive as you can, you know, blocking everything to do with your diary, no space, because if you've got space, then you're not concentrating, and then you won't get, you know the the car or the lifestyle of your dreams don't stop push push and actually i love that because it it does you everything you just said it resonates so much with with me Mm. you know to sit and take time for ourselves because that way we are well enough to tackle those things in business you know Mm. fascinating Excellent. Okay, so what about your uh, ED talks? You talked about your ED talks as well. Tell us a bit more about that.
1: it's it's interesting hearing you pronounce it like that because they're actually it's you know the TED talks. Yes. So these are ED talks.
0: Ah. (laughs) That's me being very specific. Apologies. Yes, so your ED talk. No,
1: no. no, It's you know this is fascinating because you've only ever seen it written down. Yes. And, and i love that i just love it <laughs> how, you know, how people interpret things um so yes so so the ted talks well iconic you know well-known mm. uh, 18 minute talks and they're 18 minutes because that's the that's a great amount of time people can watch them uh while they're having a cup of coffee you know having a having a break or something um and and we got to the point during the pandemic where people were really blue really mm. just fed up um they'd run out of lots of interest you know it stopped being a novelty <laughs> and, yeah, and every day was the two. same yeah yeah. and uh it was just just a grind so in a moment of madness i thought how can we get people to to just have a bit of fun and because because i know you know people are interesting they have lots of di- different things in their lives um so I came up with this crazy idea of having these 18-minute talks where people could talk about anything except their business.
0: Wow. Love that. And,
1: and it, was, it, it has been such fun. Um, so we got one guy talking about rust. He's fascinated by rusty <laughs> things and takes <laughs> pictures of them all the time. Someone talking about Japanese loos. Uh, someone talking about uh, polygamy. Um, non, non, ethical, non-monogamy. I think it was called.
0: Wow! Can um, I log on and have a look at that one? That sounds Yes, quite yes. So,
1: so they're they're all recorded.
0: Excellent. Um,
1: and um, you know they're available to everybody. We had one chap talking about neurodiversity, mm. and and he was saying that he wasn't diagnosed until he was an adult, and and the thing he remembered most about the diagnosis was the doctor saying to him, "Well, at least you're not thick." Wow. So that's what we call the talk. Yeah. Um, so, so some of them are very personal, very you know uh, things things that that matter a lot to them, mm.
0: and others are complete nonsense. You know, just yeah. fun. Just fun. I love that. And you know, please, if you are listening to this and you are interested in a little bit of um, storytelling, please do log on and have a look. I'm I'm certainly going to. I'm, I think the rust one and the polygamy one is going to having a look at those two. And actually, it's it's interesting, Anne, because we're talking about the power of of storytelling and human connection and breaking down of barriers. And actually, with all of these initiatives that you've put in at Driver Network, you know, the water cooler meetings where you do talk about, you know, the business, but also the serious parts of the business and supporting one another and fundamentally drawing down to that whole human connection, human relationship piece, because, and I, I, it's probably going to sound really weird, but pre-COVID, I've been working in the field of mental health training you know facilitation psychoeducation for a while and we've been talking about it kind of behind closed doors right businesses have been talking about all the other things you know health and safety and the requirements of the health and safety executive but not really talking about mental health and then the pandemic came along and suddenly everyone is talking about mental health and actually us in the mental health space were kind of a bit we're probably a bit out of order by going, oh, really? Oh, so everyone's interested (laughs) in it now. You know, we want to talk about it now because everyone's suffering and everyone's feeling it. When actually we know that this is just life, right? So I find it really interesting that businesses are now picking up on that fundamental fact that human connection, breaking down of barriers, having conversations, having that connection, having that tribe, you know, those people that they can go to, to, for support... Mm. is fundamental and mm. i'd love to see kind of that whole well-being and i've done an awful lot about from wellbeing and, and been on other people's podcasts in other networking and um, organizations talking about this whole freelance opportunity because if everyone's on their own what are the pitfalls of working on your own you know let's mm. talk about these things let's bring them to the mm. forefront because then we can help to find solutions yeah um yeah. you know it's quite interesting you guys did that um as a response to the difficulties that your members had during mm. covid
1: I, th- I think actually it had it had probably started before then, and it was almost because we'd got that kind of tribe already mm, mm. Um, that people were comfortable um, coming along and saying, I'm terrified.
0: yeah
1: you know my my business may not survive my 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 family may not survive. I may not survive yeah. and and but because they'd already got those those emotional connections they were comfortable saying yeah. that and yeah. they knew they wouldn't be judged. You know, it was, it was, it was fine to say that it was a safe space. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and uh, yeah, uh, we, we have um, a private Slack group and that's, that's open, you know, it's online, it's open all the time. So in the middle of the night, if somebody wakes up and they're they're anxious, they can go in there. And if somebody else is there as well, they'll see a message
0: pop up. They'll have a chat at three or four mm. o'clock
1: in the morning. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, it is it's so interesting because, you know, that, like you just mentioned a minute ago, if you're up at three in the morning because you're anxious about your business, you might be able to go online and find somebody because you've developed a space for people to do that. I was speaking to a couple of people last, uh, was it last month about birth and babies and bringing up children and them saying exactly the same thing you know at three in the morning when i can't sleep and the baby's crying i'll go online and i'll find somebody who's in exactly the same boat and it all comes down to finding people that align with your values or are going through the same things you are to find comfort in that connection and to build that into your brand is fantastic i love that idea
1: yeah yeah I, i think what did it for me was was way way back um when when the digital transformation was just coming along um there was a, a a thing called the clue train manifesto and one of the things that they said was that no longer will people be restricted to connections where they live this has broken down all geographical mm-hmm. barriers and now people will connect because of their interests and that that really really opened doors for me and I that was amazing and it's so true. It, you know, it's not just because of their interests, as you say. What comes next is their values, mm. and, and and how people react to each other, and how they treat each other. Uh, and and we see, you know, that's it's so apparent online. Uh, you know, you can choose these communities um, based on on whether they nourish you. Or appall you, or <laughs> or, or anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, is it wrong that there's a f- there's a, a a particular network, and I'm excuse me, I'm not going to mention them. But when if when you said the the appall, appall you, I've been invited to a number of networks, and the idea of even going to one of these petrifies the life out of me, and that's not nice because I think actually the reputation that you have without even going there yet, you know, is is quite telling. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm glad to hear that your network feels exactly Complete opposite to that <laughs> Complete yes. opposite to that
1: and <laughs> um, we're not we're not big on ritual yes. um you know we, we don't do the same thing at every meeting every time mm. um it, it, we just don't do that yeah. um you not, know, your, it, not your a,
0: not your vibes
1: no no it really
0: isn't mm. so that's a that's what we've talked to so far about driver network and i know that you then uh, have another business is that correct you you in your spark inspiring uh business is that correct yes well that that came first actually before <coughs> before uh, the
1: networking thing so so um be- because of because i started my own v- business very early on so um you know i got lots of questions from people about how did you start what what happened you know how do you do this where do you go for that should i be doing this with pricing um, and so it, i got into the um you know just advising people on on, on how their business could run better And became aware of a lot of business owners who work very, very, very hard, but they're not making a lot of money. You know, Mm. there are six million small businesses in this country. Um, Over half, I think, I think it's three quarters of them are sole traders. Wow. And a huge portion of those are barely making enough to live on. Mm. Um, So, you know, there are a lot of people out there working, working very, very hard. Mm. for not a lot of money and it's not because they can't or they couldn't it's because they don't know
0: how well you said earlier on you only know what you know yeah you know you don't know what you don't know and actually as a i've been running my business since 2010 and there has been so many opportunities so many situations where i've sat with my head in my hand saying i don't know how to do this Mm. you know and people assume that when you're a business owner that you know how to run a business, Ooh. and I, yeah. if you're listening and you're thinking of starting up a business, get support in the very beginning because you. I remember reading the E Myth um, by Michael Gerber, who said that you know, poor Sarah and her cakes, and if you're have or, or baking, if you've ever read that book, but you start off your business doing what you know how to do, and you do it well, yeah. Yeah. and then everything else that comes around that you have to learn. Yes. Whilst doing the job in the first place, it's really, really hard. So you provide that handholding opportunity for yes. businesses, right yes, Excellent.
1: yes. And it, it's kind of a mixture of, of pure practical common sense, you know, if you of, of knowing how businesses run. So, so, so the maths, mm. you know, about about turnover and profit and all of that kind of thing. Um, but but there's a lot of psychology in it because pricing isn't a science. You know, it's very much an art. Mm. Uh, you know, you can pay four hundred pounds for a bar of chocolate, and yet some people will say, "Oh, I can't charge more than twenty-five pounds an hour." Yes. Um. And so, so, there's a lot of psychology in it, and there's a lot of uh,
0: of counselling as well, because it's a lot of it is about confidence and doubt. Yes. Yeah. Pricing yeah. is is fascinating because I remember when I used to do pricing and it's funny because caroline who looks after our training center now and our like does all of the money stuff she sends out all the quotes and the invoices and i don't get involved anymore because i've got quite a lot of mates and quite a lot of mates rates comes up <laughs> even for something like first day training you'd be surprised right so now i kind of ext- I've, I've taken myself away from that because i was always so awkward around money mm, always yeah, so awkward yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I had a conversation with somebody yesterday because we're doing this thing about setting end-of-year goals. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I want everybody to get to the end of this year feeling great, um, that they've achieved something despite everything that's gone on and ready to start 2022 in a really good place, full Mm -hmm. of confidence. Mm -hmm. So so we've got this exercise going on at the moment. Um, And and one of the people I was talking to yesterday, they've set themselves some some earning targets, which to me seem very modest. And I said... How many of your proposals get accepted, and how many get re- get refused or or rejected? So seventy five percent acceptance rate. So to me, that says, well, oh, hello, <laughs> it's time to put your prices Price up. Prices up,
0: yeah, Demand, <laughs> demand, absolutely. <laughs>
1: and and we did we did a few back of an envelope calculations, and you know they can make their new targets with fewer customers, yeah. <laughs> fewer clients.
0: Yeah paying more (laughs) they don't need more customers they just need to charge more (laughs) so that again it leads down to this last question i kind of have for you why do you think it is that we feel that we must do it all by ourselves i mean do you ever get people that reach out to you either from the network or from your other business because they like i just mentioned in you know my call out I'm starting a new business right I now know I need to go and get help and support right now or is it that they get to the point where they're on their knees you know broken don't know what to do they are at the end of their tether and they go right I need some support and they come to you at that point is that do you see that more than you do the 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 performer um
1: I no usually somewhere in between they're they're not (laughs) they're not on their knees um but they're frustrated Mm. um you know they, they may have been in business for four or five years so so they do know what they're doing but but some but they're on this treadmill you know they're on this hamster wheel putting a lot of energy in and and just not not being able to break out of that you know that earning limit or whatever it is that they've they've got into um so so it's the, it's the frustration more than anything. They see other people making, a, making more money and they think, well, why can't I do that? Mm. And then it comes down to, you know, the, the processes. And, and, a, and a lot of it is to do with do the thing that you need to do and get somebody else to do everything else or yes. automate it. So mm. it's processes, you know, and outsourcing and, and everything. But trying to get the business to run without you is the main thing. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, yes. you know being able to go on holiday and the money's still coming in
0: but you're not having to do anything yeah, <laughs>
1: that's
0: yeah. that's the goal that's that the, is the goal that is and do you know what if you're listening to this it's taken me <laughs> 10 years to get to that point mm. you know whereas i can now like leave my team go away and literally not have to do anything about it and it's but then i think if you're also a business owner you can't let go of it that easily you know it's your baby and you still have to have you're in and I'll sometimes check in and I'll get told yes. under no certain terms that it's fine. We've got it under control. And yes, it's not for yes. them. It's more, it's more for me, isn't it? <laughs> yes. 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 That's right. But, but, but
1: delegation do, doesn't mean, uh, you know, um, that, that you, you don't have any responsibility at all. Mm. Um, you know, you still have responsibility for everything in your business. Um, but, but when you delegate something, you have to trust that people get on. It doesn't mean you don't check it. Yeah. Um You trust them to get on with it and but it's 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 only common sense to make sure it is getting done properly, otherwise your business is at risk and so, so are so people's jobs um, Absolutely. but it's finding that happy medium you. Mm, mm. but, but the 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 thing about doing everything yourself, I think that can often come from people starting a business with not enough resources, so they don't have the money to hire helping. So instead of, you know, going, paying three, three grand for someone to build them a website, they do it themselves. Mm. But that, more than anything, keeps them on that treadmill um, because there's never enough money for them to outsource. Then they're taking everything out to live on. Uh, and that's a real trap. So, so as soon as possible. Well, you know, I would always advise people to go into business with some kind of a cushion if they possibly can, mm. whether it's redundancy money or whether it's, you know, having having a job and saving up until you can make that that leap,
0: yeah. um,
1: but with some resources behind you to fund it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, very very good advice. Thank you very much for that. Okay, so you've um because I've got some notes here that you've written, and I would like it if possible you've given me a quote. Um. <laughs> by Dale Carnegie. <laughs> yes, it's, it's
1: one of the things that, um, that came to me loud and clear about networking in particular, where people, as you said at the beginning, people go to a networking event and they have this thing, well, you know, I want to meet five people who want to buy from me. Mm. So they go and, and, and it's all about them. You know, it's all about, I'm going to tell you about me. And they hit a blank wall. And what Dale Carnegie says is you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people
0: interested in you. I love that. All the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up again. Oh, It's such a powerful uh, quote. It's so true. When you really do dig deep into that quote, you can make so much more by giving, you know, it's fundamentally giving that space for someone else. Mm. I love that, um, you know, that attitude in terms of the networking approach is brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Thank you. And so much for sharing your journey and your tips and your information and the alternatives around networking. If you have never, gone to networking before and you're worried about it please please reach out to drive the network all the details will be in the um, information on this podcast reach out go along you might never know this could be your your new tribe thank you so much for coming on to the show and it's been a pleasure speaking to you today thank you so much for
1: having me it's been super talking to you and meeting you again after all these years absolutely take
0: care You've been listening to the It Is What It Is podcast, presented by Daniel Bridge and
1: produced by Defresh Productions.